Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Can I say something that I think is bullshit? You're a fool, would you? Yes, we sell out. He also told me he was on acid. Now you better wash that mic off. I was gonna fill it up with my own urine. Alcoholica. And I talked about digging a hole in a fucking dirt and smoking hash through the ground. Oh, I don't know, there's all kinds of shit. And shower filled with women. Sit your ass down, Lara. Shoot a pair of woman's legs walking down the street. Eight women washing you down at once, you know? Come up here, Lars points to me. <laughs> And his skin is bubbling like on the Toxic Avenger. Boyfriends and dads looking for me. Ten minutes? Singing along, fucking along, doing this something the fuck along. Here we go! everybody, David Olson here, and podcast for all, where you, the fan, drive the discussion each week. I may be stopping by myself. Check it out. Welcome to a podcast for all. I'm Shane Obershaw. And I'm Jeff Winslow. Jeff, do you think we still have listeners after last week's episode when we babbled for almost two hours waiting no. for Metallica to come on the late night CBS Super Bowl show? Yeah, no. I mean, I, I've run out of things to say. I don't even know what more we could say. In fact, I'm, I'm pretty sure that our podcast has switched from Metallica to Kiss now. We are now Kiss Em All for one. Your voice sounds a little hoarse like you just did a ton of talking a couple nights ago. Yeah, I know. I think I was talking a little bit too much. Fingers are sore. I actually had to play guitar. Like, man, so much work. You're playing (laughs) guitar on the episode. I was doing color commentary. We talked about 912 uh, subjects, football, Tom Brady, and we talked more Kiss, more disco and 80s Kiss than we talked Metallica. Yep, Disco Kiss, Arena Rock, Hair Metal Kiss, all the good stuff. Well, tonight we're back to the Bread and Butter and Podcast for All, where you, the fan, drive the discussion if you want to be a fan that comes on the show. Just email us in podcastforall at gmail.com. We are going to Beverly Hills tonight, just outside of Beverly Hills, Jeff. Hey, I, I like Beverly Hills. been there a few times, and it's always a nice place to visit. Don't know if I'd want to live there, but... It's a nice place to visit. When we've toured California, you've always said you love L.A. You've been there a few times. Didn't you say you used to want to live in L.A. or has that changed now? Oh, yeah, that's definitely changed. I, you know, now that I have, you know, kids and whatnot, I would not want to live in the hustle and bustle of L.A. with trying to raise a family. That's just not my style now. Dude, you're a driving instructor. Imagine teaching kids on the 405. Oh, those kids couldn't handle it. At least not the ones here. They can barely handle University Avenue. Nine lanes wide and the average speed's probably 85. 
Yeah, they'd be scared shitless getting on the freeway going 30 miles an hour. Oh, why <laughs> did I get rear-ended? Well, I don't know. Maybe because you were going so fast. Do you have a lot of kids that just go slow or they just panic and speed? No, they go slow. And then I tell them, I'm like, you do realize that getting on the freeway slower is actually more dangerous than going faster. Like when you're getting on the freeway where it's, you know, 60, 70 miles an hour and you get on going 25, 30 miles an hour. Well, yeah, cars are going to rush up on your ass real quick. They don't like that accelerator? No, no, they don't. They get. But it's funny, though, because it's it's always opposite. They'll drive too fast when they're not supposed to and drive too slow when you know they're not supposed to they'll get on the freeway going slow and then in residential areas they're speeding just like they'll pull up to a red light and run it or try to run it and then as soon as they see a green light they stop everything you've witnessed in your job on a daily basis the kids do the opposite of uh, a good majority i mean don't get me wrong i definitely i get some that are you know very good and they impress me and you know i'm I thank them, actually, because I'm like, you make my job a lot easier when I don't have to worry about running into somebody. (laughs) Something tells me they've had their parents as good instructors before they get to you. Yeah, sometimes that's a bad thing, though, because a lot of... I suppose. That's a good point, I bet. Yeah, a lot of parents are... Suck. Yeah, they suck at driving. I hate to say it, but, you know, we all know how we are as adults over the course of decades of driving we pick up bad habits rolling through stop signs speeding whatever it may be and then the kids pick up on that when they're driving with their parents and their parents think that they're doing a favor doing them a favor by being super strict and this and that and yelling at them and they're like well you do this but i can't do that you know and it's just you know how kids and parents are sure well our guest tonight probably lives pretty close to the 405 we'll have to ask him about his driving habits in a little bit here. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> so not much to talk about. We had the Super Bowl, the CBS Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Speaking of driving, uh, Ford Raptor commercial now includes little bits and pieces of Enter Sandman. Yeah, what is it with Enter Sandman just being everywhere lately between Colbert and now on this commercial? I was kind of bummed out it was for a Ford commercial, but that's all right. Maybe when Metallica played Colbert, they're like, we're out of ideas. Let's just ask Ford what we should play, and Sandman was it. I mean, I'm just thinking they should do a Tesla commercial, and it should be it's electric. Or battery. Or ride the lightning. Or ride the lightning. Ah, yes. We, we said at the same time. That was great. Our guest chimes in before we even introduce him. Let's just get to our guest because he seems like he's all over it instead of us two babbling. Yeah, let's do it, man. <laughs> just outside of Beverly Hills. California, back to the bread and butter. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 7, Mr. Tommy Trinkkeller. What's up, Tommy? What's up? It's uh, it's good to finally be here. We've been going back and forth for a few months, and you reached out a long time ago to be on the show. It's finally happening. Welcome to the show. We're happy you're here. Yeah, the stars have aligned. My pleasure. Yeah, Jeff isn't stuck in the snow somewhere. <laughs> yeah, no, that's... Thank God it's been it's been rough. We've gotten a lot of snow. It's been cold. It's been icy. Man, that's that's a whole another conversation though. Can, can I say something that's probably going to piss you off a little bit? Let me guess. It, it's warm where you are. <laughs> a little too hot. It was like it was like seventy last week. Oh Ooh. bummer! Too hot. <laughs> I'm trying to get to one of the coasts here, but I'm stuck right in the middle, the middle north. Tommy, have you ever driven in the snow, or are you a California native? 
Well, I mean, I am California native, born and raised in uh, in, in Culver City, a little part of LA. Um, but I, I've, I've driven in the snow a couple of times. Definitely uh, wrecked the uh, the alignment on a couple cars. Cool, broken, beaten, scarred, right? Yeah. <laughs> what do you do for work in LA? Uh, I'm actually a nurse. All right on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right now, I actually just uh, finished nursing school last year, and I got let my license uh, in December. Um, okay. And now I'm working for a, a company that does uh, COVID vaccinations. Wow, we have a lot to talk about. We could probably talk about COVID for 12 hours on this episode. Yeah, we don't need to, though. I mean, we've heard enough about it for the last year and whatever. So, yeah, that's for sure. Big shout out to you for what you do, man. Something Absolutely. tells me something tells me that Thanks. you have gotten your Moderno or Pfizer vaccine. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, I got my first of uh, the Moderna uh, a couple weeks ago, so I'm due. I think a couple weeks from Thursday for my second one. Okay. Uh, I'm not looking forward to it. Everyone says that the second one hits like a truck. Oof. How about you, Shane? Have you got started your vaccine? I haven't yet. Uh, being an airline employee, we are we are next up. So we're starting to get information about it. Last couple of weeks, it's kind of trickled in. They're talking about mid-March for those that want to do it. So it's just around the corner. Tommy, what was the first shot like? Uh, it wasn't bad at all. I, uh, my, my arm was, you know, just felt like someone gave me a real hard punch for a couple of days and had a little bit of a fever and felt a little tired for like a day. But other than that, I smooth sailing. And the second one is the identical like shot or is it different? Yeah. The second one's exact same formulation, same volume of, of fluid that they put in. Yeah. Um, it okay. just, uh, basically the first one, your body's just kind of figuring out, what it is and then the second one your body goes oh i've seen this before and then hits it hard and so that's the the money maker right there Mm. and they're saying moderna is the 99 percent effective one is that correct i forget whether it's moderna or the or the pfizer the one of them was like 95 one of them was like 97 but i mean as far as i'm concerned It'll probably work. So that's what matters <laughs> to me. There you go. All three of us are uh, pretty essential. Jeff, you're sitting next to kids yeah. eight hours a day in a car. How are you not getting this soon? Um. Well, you know, because they told us as long as you're wearing a mask, you're safe. So, hey, man, I don't like needles. So I guess I'll just wear a mask and <laughs> the needles away from my arm and I'll be good. Yeah, there you go. You're just driving around in the, with the windows down. actually we do have to have the window cracked and so when it's you know negative four outside and i have my window cracked it's pretty shitty you know seriously which window i keep my window on my side on the passenger side i keep it cracked just a little bit i mean i like having the window down when driving anyways but two hours per lesson you know cold air coming in it's like man that makes sense gets a little chilly but you know it's part of the job and yeah, I understand that. I'm surprised you said you're scared of needles with all that heroin you've shot up in your life. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, loads of it, man. <laughs> well, your hero is Nikki Six, so that's where it came from, right? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever read The Heroin Diaries? <laughs> Love that book, actually. It's a really no. good book. Was it written by Slash? Nikki Six. Oh. The crew, Tommy, right in your backyard there in L.A. Yeah. I should have gotten that. My uh, my stepdad's a giant 6am fan. 
He actually has that book. See, now I'm just embarrassed. No, no, it's all good. <laughs> 6 a.m. is a great band. DJ Ashba, great guitar player. Oh, yeah. That's who plays guitar in that band? Fucking right, dude. How did I not know that? Dude is so good. Wow. Now I'm going to go back and dive into that. I dove into Kiss this week after our Super Bowl episode, Jeff. Now it's going to be a 6 a.m. dive. Look at that, man. Moving away from a little Talica Seven Dust God Smack Guns N' Roses. <laughs> those are my those are my big four. <laughs> that, that, my, that's the go to. I actually uh, I actually just started listening to Seven Dust, um, uh, like nice, a week dude. ago. Um, I mean, I, I saw them uh, nine or so years back. Oh God, twelve years ago. Dude, they put on a hell of a show <laughs> um, at the at the Hollywood Palladium with Disturbed, um, oh, nice. and which was an absolutely sick show. Um, and uh, I actually uh, was uh, over at my mom's the other day, out for a walk, and we chatted with her son, with with her with her real good friend, uh, Sonny, um, who come to find out is uh, Sonny Mayo who played oh, with wow. them for a while and tons of other bands. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Small world, man. That'd be a great show at the Palladium. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen a couple shows there, and it's just... It's a killer venue. It's a small world when you brought up that walk with your mom because a couple weeks ago, I'm walking the dog, and about 20 homes down on the boulevard I live on, the drummer for Godsmack... Shannon Larkin lives on my same street. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. What are the odds of that? We played with Godsmack a few years back. Be like, bro, you remember? <laughs> yeah, Slim to Maybe Done. Like Jeff just said, we played with Godsmack in El Paso. What was it, about five years ago, Jeff? Yeah, four or five years ago. Great nice. time, but he's about 20 doors down, and um, hopefully we can hang out soon. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, get a side project started. Hey That's Shannon, you know when you you know when you and Sully do that dual drum off? I just happen to have a drum set. I think we should work on a skit, dude. Yeah, I've got a couple <laughs> drum kits if you want to, you know, set up here in the. Uh... I got a purple sparkle. I got an orange sparkle. I'm sure you've got your Yamaha. Let's let's make this happen, dude. Do a little Yamaha Star Classic uh, jam. When they do that drum off, there's a name for it. Do you remember what that is, Jeff? Batala de las Tambores, I think is what it's called. God damn, you've got a good memory. That's it. I don't know for sure. I'm probably, there's someone that's going to possibly correct me, but I think that's how you pronounce it. That's what it is. I just, I always called it Timbales. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say that's, as the, the closest person to Mexico, uh, <laughs> I'd say that's pretty close. <laughs> Spot on. I like that. Nice. I've never got into Godsmack actually. I saw them open for uh, for Talica in '04. Yep, '04. Yeah. Madly in Anger with the World Tour. That was a great show. That was the first time I actually ever saw Godsmack live. Funny thing is, both my dad and I, prior to that show, were not huge Godsmack fans. Like we didn't hate them, but we just were, were like, eh, whatever. And then we saw that show, and we left that show walking away. Damn! Yeah, lifelong Godsmack fans going, holy shit, these guys know how to put on a show. They really, they brought it to the next level, you know what I mean? They actually gave Metallica a run for their money on that tour because they really did put a good show. Put on a good show. I wish I remembered Um, it. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was only like 12 at the time. I was so. about the same age. Tommy, question for you. I think we might have been at the same show. It was March of 04 at the Forum. No, I saw him. I saw him end of November um, at to the uh, what was formerly called the Arrowhead Pond, now the Honda Center, I believe. Oh, that's in uh, Anaheim. That's where the Ducks play. Yeah. Gotcha. I saw them in uh, March of 04 at the Forum. They played two nights, and on one of those nights, that's the first time they played Dyer's Eve Live. Oh, wait, the first time? They didn't play it until 04? Oh, yeah. They- that was it. They waited a long time on that one. I mean, hell, they waited till what, 13 to play Escape for the first time? Yeah, but that was twisting his arm. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I just watched the video for it earlier, and it's funny because James is talking about it. He goes, all right, you guys all know what's up next. Yeah, yeah. Are you sure we have to play it? He's <laughs> like, just remember, you all asked for this. Yes, you all asked for this. That's exactly what he says. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. They go into the Freight Ends of Sanity chant because Lars decides to start playing something different. <laughs> yep. Oh. Good memory. I I think of the five shows I've seen, the only notable, like like really, really, really exciting thing was uh when I saw them at the Big Four at in Indio. Uh and they played Orion. Nice. This was the first time they ever played it in the U.S. in its entirety, which just, I mean, especially like as a bass player, like myself, uh, it just, oh, holy shit, man. <laughs> Those big four shows, they only played one in New York and uh, one in Indio, and that was it. Yeah, well, I mean, besides like, I think uh, like five or six or so um, over in England it, or Europe. Yeah, in Europe, but the two heroes is California and New York, and that was it. That was yeah, awesome. Wasn't, wasn't one of them Sonosphere? Yeah, that's the night it was in the movie theater. Yep. Tommy, five times seen him. Uh, where else? Uh, was The first one was 04. Second one was 08. Um, that was in LA at the Forum. Um, that was, yeah, December 17th, 08. Uh, December 10th, 09 was the Honda Center. Um which was a really killer one. Uh, it was the first time I saw Fade to Black, which is my absolute favorite song, not just by them, but full stop. Um, and they played Shortest Straw, which is nice. I mean, it probably probably has to be my favorite song on Justice. Um, they played Trapped Under Ice. Ooh, oh, shit. I'm so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have it in my notes uh, on my phone that I made to, to make sure to bring it up. <laughs> yes, because I'm sure you have heard about Shane's I'm, I'm crying. quest. It's his quest, his lifelong quest to hear Trapped Under Ice Live. A quest for fun. You're going to have fun. I'm going to have fun. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have so much fucking fun. <laughs> <laughs> Why world's overrated anyway? What do you think? I think you're all fucked in the head. We're 10 hours from the fucking fun park and you want to bail out. Well, I'll tell you something. This is no longer a vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fucking fun we'll need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. You'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your assholes. (laughs) 
I gotta be crazy. I'm on a pilgrimage to see a moose. Praise Marty Moose. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Tommy, I've seen, uh, let's just say, a few shows, and I have yet to witness the old Trapped Under Ice, and you got it within five shows. You are a lucky man. Yeah, that was that was, really was something. Um, there was another fun mention. Oh, uh, the Judas Kiss. Oh, um, bicycle parts. One, one of my top songs from Death Magnetic, um, and, of course, the magnificent bicycle parts or... <laughs> Also known as T-shirt cannon guitar. Yeah, exactly right. Our <laughs> friends Clint and Ethan love the T-shirt uh, memo. Jeff, I think you came up with that bicycle part scene. Uh, I don't. I don't want to take credit for that. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I didn't hear that comparison before you. So, who's to Dude. say? Did are you telling us in one show you heard straw and trapped in the same show? Yeah, it was, it was, they came out of the gate swinging. Wow. It went, it went life, end of the line, bells, yep. fade, straw. Whew. Which is like, I mean, you don't get much better of a run, um, as, at least as far as the shows I've seen. <laughs> fade early on. Yeah. Bells, fade, straw. Wow. And have to be able to just write. Uh, at the mic right in front of me for um, the uh, the no one but me verse or uh, bridge yep. whatever you want to call it of uh, fade to black yep which is like my favorite part so would you call that your favorite Metallica memory then <sighs> or do you have I would say my favorite direct Metallica memory probably has to be either that or Orion at uh, the Big Four um, especially because. Um, during the bass interlude, um, you know, Rob's starts doing the boom, boo doo, and they're on the, all the big risers on the back of the stage. And while he's playing it, Kirk and James go up around him and stand next to him with their arms around him. Catwalk. And they just, yeah, basically a catwalk, right? You know, had their arms on him. Um, I think there was like a big thing of Cliff on the screen. Um, and I mean, Cliff is the reason why I started playing bass. Um, I started off playing guitar, started listening to Metallica, and as one does, <laughs> first time you hear anesthesia, it really, uh, it really changes things. In in honor of his birthday tomorrow, which as of when we're recording this, um, I'm wearing this. Oh, there you go, man! Shirt that I found out is extremely rare. Yes, it is. Metallica lives on, dedicated to Cliff Burton. That's super cool. Awesome, I, Tommy. I got this the summer after high school. A girl I was dating at the time just found it in like a random thrift shop for a dollar in oh, Ojai. Score. What? And I wore the crap out of it. And one day I was like, man, you could, I can see right through this thing. I, sh- I should see if like, how I can get another <laughs> one. I should look online, see, you know, see if anyone's like selling one or something. It's nice and broken in. They're, uh, the cheapest one I found was about 250 bucks. I believe it. Uh, so now I really only busted out like once or twice a year. <laughs> and here we are at midnight on a podcast for all. And you're rocking it as we go into February 10th, which is Cliff Burton day. Yeah. Only seems fitting. So cool. Yep. February 10th and uh, September 27th are the, uh, the two days I wear it. 
I love it, man. And and you play bass all because of Cliff. Yep. And I said, if you were to play one of the four instrumentals, what would it be? Oh, come on. It's got to be Orion. <laughs> I was going to ask him, Is are we going to do the Orion versus Anesthesia question on him real quick since he's a bass player? <laughs> I I actually abstained from that vote on a matter of principle. Wow. Oh, wow. wow. Okay, but, okay, so now I got to put you on the spot since you said that. <laughs> Shit. I literally I looked at it for like 10, 15 minutes. 10 wow. Minutes? Um, Fuck you. And I listened to both of the songs back to back and I just went, I, I, I can't. I think. Wow. Yeah, he put more thought into it than Pizzle did and it brought him for a loop too when I said right, it. Right, right. Yeah. I I think when when that came up, I out loud went, "Oh fuck you, um, <laughs> fuck you, Jeff, fuck you're in voting for all bullshit segment." <laughs> Jeff and I talked about this, and Jeff says Orion's going to win hands down, and it's going to win by ten or fifteen percent. You said Jeff, I, yeah, I was like minimum at least by like a ten fifteen percent margin. And on Pizzle's episode, Bass Solo Take One, when I when we initially said this, I said, this is going to be within 1% to 2%. And then when I posted it, Jeff goes, dude, I don't know about this. It's not even going to be close. I said, this is going to be within 1% to 2%. And I think when it was all said and done, it was about an 80-20 split. Yeah, and we didn't blew it out. There wasn't, I don't want to call it hate mail. We didn't have to fire up the hate train mail, but the comments... And the little jabs on the Instagram post directed at me, it was a lot more than I thought. <laughs> People were like, what a waste of a fucking voting week. This is awful. What? Oh, God. I, it, was, it, was specified, it was specified to our guest. And you know what? It created a little bit of a conversation. And it did. You know what? I I like the way it turned out. Even if it would have been the other way around, it was cool to see the comparison. It's just it's hard when you take anything from Master of Puppets and try and compare it to anything else because Master of Puppets is just put so high on this pedestal, which I mean it deserves. It's obviously earned that that spot, but it's it's I don't know. It's hard to compare anything to it. It's like why I specifically didn't included on the title tracks you know between ride and justice right i'm like even if you compare justice master or ride and master everyone's gonna pick master it's not even gonna be a fun vote you know what i mean basically what i'm saying is there wasn't hate mail there was just more comments which i welcome i welcome anything because we're engaging people It's it's a hell of a good time we're voting we're laughing whatever Got a lot more comments than I thought we'd get. So since we're on that topic, what do you got this week for In Voting for All, Mr. Jeffrey? Well, on In Voting for All this week, we are going to take it past just songs. So what? every episode thus far, we have picked, or I should say I have picked a song, uh, two songs that battle. Today, we are going to do album covers. That's right. And voting for all will reach beyond just music. We're talking artwork, baby. We are talking artwork today. So, Mr. Tommy, load versus reload album covers. (laughs) (laughs) 
let me say one thing before we start. Did you know before this episode started that Tommy was a nurse, Jeff? I did not know that. I'm pretty sure he's familiar with blood, urine, and probably some semen in his line of work. I'm sure there's a little bit of uh, bodily fluids that come about (laughs) in his line of work, yes. Load and reload artworks. That's, dude, I thought, I like the twist he put on this. I was ready for music, and now we're talking about body fluids in a Los Angeles hospital. Absolutely. (laughs) I think we had to go with load. He thought about it for five seconds, and that was a solid response. And he said, here's my vote. I've cast it, and that's that. Any specific reason? I mean, I I appreciate the play on words, or the double entendre, whether purposeful or not, of the cover (laughs) having semen on it, and the album (laughs) being titled Load. Okay. Now, again, I don't know if they did that on purpose, but I love it. Yeah, like, do you know? Do you know that album we released back in '96, Jizz? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, come and recome. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm calling those records from it's, here on it's out. Ejaculate and reejaculate. <laughs> I well, he he voted for load. Voted for load. Uh, and voting for all opens this Thursday with voting ending late, late Thursday night into Friday morning results posted on Friday. Jeff, what would you go with? You know, it's tough because part of me, I feel like I want to say load because it always reminded me of lava, you know, rather than semen. I mean, we all knew what it was, but that's just kind of the vibe I got with with reload. I always kind of got this like kind of weird, like it almost, the red down the middle always kind of reminded me of like a tornado with like all this, you know. Oh like, my god! It just that's what it reminds me of. So I feel like wait till I have my response. I'll let you finish. Because I was always a big fan of the movie Twister, and it kind of reminded me of that uh, the movie poster of that. I, I feel like I would go with Reload from between the two. Dude, I have never heard anyone say a tornado. Really. This is late 97. The album came out in November of 97. Yep. Uh, There was internet, but nothing great at the time. Buddy and I went to the mall to Sam Goody, knowing that it was coming soon. So we're like, there's got to be some promo coming out soon. Yeah. The Reload album cover is in the Sam Goody window. It's probably four four feet by four feet. It covered a big fucking promo poster. Yeah. And we're like, what is that? I looked at it for three or four seconds, and I literally said, it looks like some dust storm or a tornado in front of a sun setting. That's, yeah, exactly. It looked exactly. like, you know, 6.30, 7 o'clock at night, and the storm just rolled through, but there's a little bit of sun peeking through, and it looks like a funnel cloud. Yeah, that's. I always got that, like, twister, tornado kind of vibe from it, and I always really liked it. Obviously, we had load for a year, year and a half up until that point, and I thought it had nothing to do with, you know, more blood and what we come out to find is piss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was, it's the the artist's piss, right? Oh, yeah. Piss yeah, Christ uh, free. Uh, Andres Serrano is the artist, I believe. Yes. 
piss Christ three. We could do a whole episode on that. That's a major topic you could talk about for hours. I know. I would love to just ask them why. Just that simple question. Why? Of all things, why did you choose that? What was the point of semen, blood, and piss? One word, Jeff. Cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> drugs. Cocaine's man. a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I will say, I mean, they do look pretty cool, I think. But also, <sighs> Metallica at the time was, or has always kind of been of the attitude of, fuck you, we do what we want. And I feel like maybe on some level they, they chose that piece just because... Or, knowing that people might be like, "What? why the hell did you do that? And they'll be like, because mm, fuck you, we do what we want. Because we're trying to be artsy. Yeah, that was a big left turn they take, and I think it was, like you said, a big fuck you statement. I love it, because I love both those albums. Still underrated. I didn't get your answer, Jeff. Was it load or reload? It's reload. Reload for you. I gotta go with load. Oof. I have a feeling that's the one that's going to take the cake. That's my prediction for this week's and voting for all. I think as much as it's a very good looking tornado, that's very good looking semen as well. (laughs) It's very, we have a good, no, it's, we have a good looking tornado and we have good looking lava. So I mean, no semen, no piss. I'm not going down this. Now you're going to think I came up with that and that's my saying. But if you go back to 1996, Howard Stern actually said that when he had Lars and Lars's ex-wife Skyler in the studio. Hmm. Giving credit where credit's due, I suppose. So, nope, I'm not some sick, twisted fuck. I will dig up the Howard Stern clip where he says, it's very nice. Is that the lesser-known B-side from uh, from Reload? Oh, sick, twisted fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, he, he knows some... Some rare history. I like it. In fact, wish. <laughs> no, you wish. It's really good looking semen. <laughs> Actually, um, great A semen. I love it, dude. We're forty minutes in. We've talked about so much shit. Tommy, do you want to go over your dream no more set list? Do you want to play trivia? Do you want to talk about the song you can't stand that should not be? What do you want to do, man? You're driving the show. I think I want to go over the set list first. Yeah. Yeah, set list time. That's what I've been waiting for. What is your dream no more dream venue before we get to your dream no more set list, sir? That was a lot of dreaming. Yes, it was. Dream on. There's, I mean, there are countless iconic venues here in L.A. that I would love to see them. Um, pretty high up there is is the Roxy. Um, but I feel like that's not quite big enough for the boys. So... I was leaning towards okay. the, like the Wiltern or something, but I, I got to go with the Palladium. You know? Not the Roxy, not Tommy's living room, the Palladio. Yeah, you didn't want it to be right there in your room? Doing the something the fuck along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I... <laughs> I like how he's looking around like, oh, you know, maybe maybe we could make this work. <laughs> I think Rob might break a window during the hel- when he's doing the helicopter base. <laughs> yeah, you might have to move your your kitty catwalk. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to move my there. cat tree and the exercise bike. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we can swing room. it. Yeah. Rob, if you can work around the Peloton, we can jam in here. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
All right, Tommy, we're at the Palladium, your dream no more set list. And you've already heard Trapped Under Ice. You've met all expect- expectations and dreams, so this is going to be interesting. Yes, well, particularly all of your dreams. Right. My <laughs> dreams are shattered because Tommy's heard the shit. <laughs> um, so I actually, when I just sat down to try to make a set list, I was like, I can't fucking do this. I don't know. There's, there's way too many options. So I decided to constrain myself okay. to only songs I haven't seen them play live. Oh, Ooh, I like that. We hear this. This is tougher than we thought it'd be from our listeners. I like that approach to this. My first draft of it, um, I was like, this is perfect. I love this. It's fantastic. Uh, two hours, 43 minutes, 26 songs. And I went, okay, well, that's a little, that's a little long. Um, How many songs was that? 26, I think he said. Twenty. Well, 20. You're over by eight, bro. <laughs> Your dreams are a little bit too, too big. So I actually renamed that playlist... Uh, with parentheses, unencumbered by podcast restrictions. <laughs> <laughs> unencumbered. Oh my God, that's awesome. Just for that answer, I might allow it. <laughs> <laughs> we will allow oh, one I... guest to have a 26 song set list. <laughs> that's a great title. And... It's a huge shout out to uh, Jeff and myself. I think for that he gets a bonus song. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with 19 now. Cool, because the list I finally settled on is 19 songs. Jeff, you're getting famous, man. Your podcast has a uh, uh, unencumbered due to manufacturing rights extension in uh, in your name. I love it. Yep, we are going to have our own clause in our contracts we send to all of our guests from now on. That's the sign of making it. Right there. <laughs> there you go. All right, I'm finally going <laughs> to shut up, and Tommy's going to tell us his 18 18- plus one bonus dream no more set list and here we go fabulous um so of course opening with ecstasy um and uh just straight from the open of ecstasy straight into horsemen um which i technically saw in 04 but i don't remember that show at all because i was 12 and not a fan yet uh oh interesting (laughs) yeah um and then full version of horse or the live version oh you got you gotta have sweet home alabama in there (laughs) true in podcast for all fan golf for sure (laughs) um it's i mean it's it's just one of their best songs i think especially from the first album it really kind of telegraphed kind of some of the heights they would reach on on you know going towards lightning and puppets and i just i have to see it <laughs> totally agree solid yeah um then moving on from there um we've got uh the unforgiven wow which, second slot yeah um just going right into it um no horn which i mean i think that might be a little weird live i don't think they do that anyway but they do it for Unforgiven too. <clears throat> oh, do they? They do have the horn for Unforgiven too. Yep. Hmm. Um, well, not on this set list because they're going to go they kind from of a, a hang on the Unforgiven just straight into the Unforgiven too. <laughs> nice. I got to back up a little bit. Unforgiven one when they do the whole video intro, there there is a little bit of a horn. 
Oh, I forgot they do the video intro now. There's a video intro and there's a little horn that comes in and then James hits the note on the acoustic. But you don't want a horn, so we're putting no horn on your set list sheet. No horny for Tommy. And I, I was considering, because this, this is the one song that I, that I have seen live before that's on this play, uh, set list. Um, and when I saw them do it, um, it was just Hetfield on the stage with, with his acoustic. And he kind of noodled for like two seconds, just drummed some stuff. And then played like the first bar of Justice. Yes, we're familiar with that. You've seen that, right, Jeff? Yep. Oh, yeah. So cool. Yeah, which was was really cool. Although, I mean, it would have been kind of an unfair tease, but it's cool. <laughs> um, so I, I would do it with that intro. hit the end of Unforgiven 2 and then just four count hard as hell snare hit into the uh, Unforgiven 3 starting from the first verse (laughs) I like the four count detail I like how the Unforgiven trilogy is the second third and fourth song I I do like it it's awesome love it I, I like the detail with the four count and coming in with a snare snap Right into the verse. Absolutely. I always loved that part on the on the track is when it's those the those great clean notes and then kind of hold it for a second and then just go whap. So for all of you listening right now, that's great detail. Yes, notice the attention to detail. So for any future guests that are coming on this show as you're writing your set, we love detail. That's awesome. Everyone's had their little kind of things. With oh yeah. This. Oh yeah. So. But when Tommy said four count, that's that's <laughs> such great detail that we're going to pause right here to insert sample of that four count into the snare snap right into verse one. Love it. Nice. Cool. Just All right, great. now that... Four horse, unforgiven, unforgiven two, unforgiven three. Is there an unforgiven four unreleased track we're not aware of that's coming next? Oh, uh, you mean on the number four given? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Well, I I did I did contemplate just putting the unnamed feeling right after that, just to have all the uns. Well, then you'd keep Jeff happy because there's Saint Anger material, Tommy. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that. Oh boy. Um, and then from there, uh, we go into Outlaw. As listeners of Metal Up Your Podcast will know, it's not on Epson M1. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dude, I not many people are going to get this reference, but our friends Clint and Ethan, early on in their podcasting career, one of them swore that Outlaw Torn was not on an S on S and M one. And when I heard that episode, I about delete that. I about deleted that whole show. I was like, 
What the fuck did you just say? We're what? Outlaws only the single greatest song off of S and M one. But you know, oh it's all God, good. dude. That was painful to listen to that. I was like, wow. He, he even Googled it is the thing. He looked it up, read through the track list and went, No, Outlaw Torn isn't on there. I do remember that. Um it's funny, I've been a guest on their show three times now love him to death actually texted clint yesterday we were talking about kiss but yeah when i heard ethan say that i about i about just swiped left yeah i almost i was i was raging so hard in my car that i almost (laughs) went into a ravine (laughs) it's a great topic it's good to give them shit about yeah it's it's fun you know it's 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 all in good fun absolutely all right all out what's next then we're going to go into uh, a few acoustic tracks, starting with uh, Bleeding Me. Nice. I like that. Yeah. I Jeff? I mean, it's, I, hey, I can dig it. I can dig it. Yeah. I, I, I wish I could have fit more load tracks on here. I'm, there's just There were just too many other songs I would have had to take off, but... I've got a good couple. You'll see. So from there, we go into All Within My Hands, uh, which has always been a song that I just absolutely love, even long before they started doing it acoustic. Um, So you're talking OG St. Anger version. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... Oh, yeah. With with kill, 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 kill and everything. Say again, Jeff. I mean, I said it is still the best version, so it's all good. Yeah, sure. (laughs) It's... I don't know about the best, but... (laughs) It's... I I, I would honestly be pretty hard... uh, Pretty hard-pressed to to rank the versions of it, actually. Um, Because just given the subject matter of the song, it's just... Yeah. (laughs) It's just so cathartic that screaming kill at the end is just it's just gross and I love it. It's gross. <laughs> it's gross. That's a great way of explaining how that record ends. <laughs> and I'm not just in the record, I'm just saying just that raw, uncut, trashy, kill, 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 like you can tell the the faders come up in the end and it just gets it just gets gross. That's a great way of explaining it. Yeah, and those and the the ending guitar is just kind of just <laughs> like it just it and I'm I'm not I'm not trapped. Um, I love that. It just it's just the, Jeff. The, we've learned three terms like the tonight. Death of his anger just 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 petering out. Jeff, we've learned three new terms tonight: gross, come, and recome. I think that might be the name of the episode. Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine oh. seeing that as a title? Gross come recome. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, do you know how many people would download this fucking episode just because of that name? Wanna? Wanna? Right. That's Wana. right. <laughs> I mean Huh? Huh? Gross come recome. Either everyone will download it on site or there'll just be no fucker around. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tommy's just all the Tommy Saints tonight are going to be in a hashtag, no spaces, and people can just figure them out for themselves. 
They're just going to name this episode hashtag Tommy time. Oh, my God. Tommy, Tommy squared. TT. TT. One song that would make a really good acoustic arrangement is Freight Ends. So I put that on there. Acoustic. Freight Ends unplugged? It doesn't exist yet, but I think it'd be good. Okay. I think he might be the first guest to take a song that doesn't exist and make it exist. I love it. Never hunger, never prosper. I've fallen prey to failure. Struggle with them, triggered again. Now the candle burns at both ends. Twisting under schizophrenia. Falling deep into dementia. So we've had bleeding, hands, and frayed unplugged, and one of those doesn't even exist. I think we're onto something. Are we plugging back in? Oh yeah. From see from there, you got to pick it back up. And uh, I thought a really great way of doing that is doing my apocalypse. I'll let Jeff uh, inject here. Here, let me use your word. Gross. <laughs> Jeff, you remember when you got into it with Camilla from Australia? I do remember. She was not happy with the fact that I didn't think that Apocalypse was the greatest fucking. Oh, you guys had a battle. That was like months ago. I mean, you're still definitely wrong, though. I mean, I'm most definitely right. I mean, if it was so great, then why don't they play it all the time? Oh, yeah. Hey, they don't play all out torn all the time, so where's your argument? This is very true. I mean, it's a hell of a lot better than Broken Beaten's Guard in my book. Ooh. I would never go that far, ever. I would, honestly, okay, so I, I'm just going to say this and I'll be done. I like My Apocalypse because overall there's really not a Metallica song that exists that I don't like, even Enter Sandman. There's just some yeah. that I like more than others. But with that being said, I will full fledge say that i think my apocalypse is hands down the worst song on death magnetic by far by like a 95 percent landslide to everything else wow that's a that's a uh bold but i respect it i respect it too the way he said that he meant business that was a no fucking around statement dude no fuckers no fuck around, around. <laughs> no fucker around to answer to that but when i think like i said i like the song it's just it's it just does not rank very high for me you know what? When I think of Death Magnetic, I might I might have to agree with you on that. God, because, I mean, there are some really just fucking banging songs on that record, and it's like so, that, I don't know. If I had a song that should not be from that record... Oh, that would definitely be mine. <laughs> it would be between it would be between that and Judas Kiss for me. I was going to say, I, oh. my guess for you would be Judas... I really like Judas. I always liked it ever since I heard the chorus in Mission Metallica. That's what made me love that song, was just hearing that. Judas Lives, Recite This Vow, I've Become Your New God Now, is one of the best moments on that entire album. (laughs) (laughs) Best moments on that record. That might get get more controversy than me saying that Apocalypse is the worst song on that record. Bold statements talking about the little coffin record here. (laughs) 
<laughs> I I have a lot of strong feelings about it because it's the first album that came out after I became a fan. Um, it's sound metal to you then. Yeah, and then wh- one more comment before we go back to trudging through my set list, but uh, I, I would say BBS is probably my song that should not be. It's, I, and I don't actually think it's a bad song per se. There's just something about it that it just... I just don't like it as much as anything else. That's such a bummer. It has such a groove to it. That's what I love about that song. It's interesting because we've had a lot of guests, including a few special guests, have BBS in their top five. Yeah. That's what's cool about this. Yep, I love seeing the the you know one end of the spectrum to the other end. <laughs> but I, it's between Apocalypse and Judas because if you think of that record, Life, Line, BBS, Day, Nightmare, what comes next? Cyanide, Cyanide. Uh, Unforgiven, Unforgiven Three, Suicide or Redemption, Judas Kiss. Isn't it Judas Kiss? And it's, I think Judas it's Judas then Kiss Suicide. Sorry. And then Judas Mike. Suicide and then Apocalypse closes it out. Yep. It's between Apocalypse and Judas that I would say are my least. Because those first six, seven songs, you can't fuck with. Oh, Life is, <laughs> in my opinion, definitely the best song on that album. It's. I, I think I have to agree with you. That's That, that song is... They, they set the bar so fucking high with that song. That's that, why I that, felt like for a while I was semi i don't want to say disappointed or a hater of that album but i felt like the opening track on that record was so fucking strong and the rest of the album just couldn't keep up with that song yeah i mean it's it's the song that that made you know millions of metallica fans when they put the album on just oh yeah just you, I throw mean, their arms up and go yeah to me that <laughs> right. was just your life was the first song since blackened that could keep up with like fight fire with fire battery bold statement bro no, I mean, as far as, like, you know, opening track. I, I agree. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to go back to Blacken to compare to That Was Just Your Life. That's that's a long time. I mean, because, I mean, Sandman, great opener. Fucking, you know, Bitch and Fuel, great openers. I love all three of those songs as openers for the for the record. I but, get it. But, yeah, life is just a whole nother animal. All right. This uh, Death Magnetic special brought to you by Holiday Gas Stations, the last 15 minutes. I don't work at Holiday. all right tommy apocalypse after that what do we got let's keep on rolling all right and then after that we've got uh bass solo um i'm going with jason tonight um oh cool just because jason lives his energy the bgvs yep it's just i wish i could have seen him live with them um i uh is there a specific solo yeah, uh, I'm going with uh, with. Uh, well, I, I should have been more specific. Um, so after Apocalypse, uh, James will introduce him on the bass guitar. All right, so I'm gonna take some time right now and introduce the guy who plays the bass guitar. You guys know him or what? Seattle '89. Oh, there Seattle. we go. Okay. Yeah. Great um, solo, man. Great now, solo. Another kind of weird thing I I came up with. Um, minus the middle part where he's doing all the noises and the all that. (laughs) So, so we're pulling that out. We're just setting that aside for now. Um, 
Interesting. So he's just going in, just into the part where he's just kind of jamming the bass for to live is to die. Okay. And then he goes into misery. Ooh. So bass eighty nine solo live to die right into my friend of misery. Yeah. Um, and I would cool. include the uh, the the crowd splitting harmony singing that they did when they. Uh, when was yes, that? I think it was when they played it all the way, right? Whoa. Whoa. Because I'm an absolute diehard fan of this song, and people have been screaming for it for so long. Motherfucking fixer. Bread fan. <laughs> Shane. I like it. Um I agree. Yeah, it's just, how has that song not been played yet? Jeff, you just mentioned this a couple days ago in a text to me when you found the video of them at Soundcheck on the North Pole. Yes, I did. That was the only footage that has surfaced of them playing that song in Soundcheck before two years before the album even came out. Molson Ice North Pole Beer Party. Oh, was was that when they uh, they played the gig with Hole? Yes, and Veruca Salt. And Veruca Salt. God, the 90s was a weird time. (laughs) Way weird. Jeff, they played like, what, 20 seconds of it? Yeah, they're playing it during soundcheck. There's like a maybe two-minute video from like three different parts of them just jamming the intro. Right. Haven't seen that in years. That was actually on a fan can. That was in fan can one. All right, fixture from the North Pole, Tommy, to song 13. What do you got? So then Jason busts out that part of the bass solo from 89 where he's doing all those those whales and the, the noises that kind of sounds like whales talking or maybe... Bass solo part two. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the part that we didn't like is back. Yeah, because I kind of thought that it sort of sounded like uh, Cthulhu awakening from the deep. And so I thought we could do that and then go right into Cthulhu. Bass solo take two into Cthulhu. Yeah. Bass solo take one, Misery Fixer, bass solo two, Cthulhu. This sounds like Mike Presley's. Yeah, for uh, real. A couple weeks ago. Oh, Pizzle, are you in the Dodge Ram listening? (laughs) He's going to be. (laughs) Hey, hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, Pizzle? Uh, yeah, and then from Cthulhu, we're going into Thingy. Um, wow. You know, you've got to have the Seattle 89 uh, about the heaviest toot of all time. The big yeah, old the fat, big old fat motherfucker, motherfucker called, called the thing that should not be. I swear we've used that sample 10 times in 36 episodes by now. <laughs> and it's going to probably get used again during this episode. Oh, classic it is. Oh, it's an oldie but a goodie. I met Jason last year in Florida at one of his little art shows. Oh, yeah. The next time I get the chance to talk to Jason, I think I have to address that banter and be like, dude, you know how iconic that shit was that you said that you didn't even think about? You're going to do this. Hey, Jason. All right. All right, I'm hitting record. All right, cool. Now say it. Big old fat <laughs> motherfucker call. 
get him get him to do a like a station ID for the podcast. Be like, you're listening to a big old fat motherfucker. Oh, that'd be amazing. And podcast, and podcast for, all. for all. And you know the times I've met him, he's been so gracious with with anything and everything. He would probably do it no problem if he said, "Hey, can you record this on my phone?" I could, I could see it right now. Just like LJ, probably. I mean, exactly. He's, he's pretty thoroughly on record as being a total sweetheart, just a great guy. Um, I actually got to see him uh, when he was touring the uh, the heavy metal album um, at the Roxy, and I oh, nice. got a couple picks from that show. That was incredible. Uh, going from uh, from Thingy. Um, James is busting out the, uh, the the purple snake bite because it's time for Dream No More. Dream No More. Ooh, detail in the exact axe that he uses it on. Yeah. Uh, so we so not only do we have the Unforgiven trilogy, but we have a trilogy of Cthulhu songs or Lovecraftian songs, I should say. Because I, I like how that ties in. If I'm if I remember right, that's one of Jeff's favorites off of Hardwired. Yes, it is. It's just Tulu Awakened. And also, also, another reason why I put that on there is just because I, I want to hear Jason's BGVs on the work. Jason playing Dream No More. That's that's cool. That's cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jason with his backgrounds are definitely... Yeah. His, his vocals were the best. And uh, so that... Uh, so James's purple snake bite that's a baritone um which you know normally tunes to be but uh they're gonna be playing it a half step down because the next song is the unnamed feeling dream no more into unnamed feeling that's an that's an interesting <laughs> i like it does it get any heavier uh <laughs> tuning wise <laughs> yeah Invisible kid. <laughs> Not without getting into kid is either in... corn or gent levels of yeah, tuning. Um, I was going to say, I think Invisible Kid is an A. I think that's the lowest tuning song on that record. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. I don't know. I'd take your word over mine, so. <laughs> no, I'm not a, I'm not 100%. <laughs> Dream with Jason, Unnamed Feeling. We've got a one to go plus one bonus song. Two more are in. What are you closing out with with putting Unnamed that low... So Phantom Lord into Dyers. Wow. Oh. Yeah, a lot of this set has been pretty slow. You know, they had that that so acoustic you wanna, bit. You want to close it out with a fast song. So the last two tracks, they're just going to rip your face off with Dyers and Spit. Oh, so no Phantom. So it Phantom goes out and it goes Dyer's and Spit ends it? Uh, no, Phantom, Dyer's, Spit. Phantom, Dyer's, Spit. Okay, that's 20. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> we'll, we'll allow it. I like it. Oh, right. Phantom, Dyer's, Spit. My arms would be falling off by the end of that show. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a handful of gurneys next to the... This one right next to the dollars' kit just ready for him to hop on. Perfect. Larson, oh, fuck that. I got a buddy of mine. It's this guy named Dave Lombardo. He can come play the last two yeah. songs. <laughs> Tommy, I am uh, impressed by the detail 
Whoever comes closest to our two set list wins a little in podcast for all prize. There's a few songs on here that are, I'm guessing, that are on Jeff's because he has not seen mine and I have not seen his. There's a few on here that I can tell you are are on mine. I can't fucking talk tonight. That Super Bowl episode's got me all fucking rat. (laughs) I'm fucking done. Yep. Well, on that note, thank you and good night. A recap. Horse. Unforgiven. Unforgiven 2. Unforgiven 3. Outlaw. Bleeding. All within my hands. Freight ends. Those are unplugged, by the way. And then Apocalypse. Bass solo. Misery. Fixer. Bass solo. Take 2. Cthulhu. Thing. Dream. Unnamed. Phantom Dire Spit. That's that's one hell of a discussion, gentlemen. I like that, Tommy. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. I uh... well, well, well done. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd just have a little extra fun with it. So, <laughs> and don't forget that four count, Jeff, before the snare downbeat in Unforgiven Three. That's it. I got it. Oh, don't even need the track. I'm just going to insert you. There we go. Insert Jeff sample now. Oh my god! <laughs> what else do we need to talk about? We're an hour and twenty into this. We're we're running into the yeah. unencumbered manufacturing restrictions. It's going to end up being. It's going to get all edited out. So um, sorry. I mean, the if you want to, if you want to bust out uh, uh, low man and name that lyric, I promise I'll make that fast. Okay, let's do that quick. All right, name that lyric. Here we go. He is not jumping in the fire. He has drawn the shortest straw for two lyrics spoken and three audio tracks. Jeff, you got songs uh, ready to rip? I do not, so you're going to go first with trivia. I, oh. I, for, I for sure thought he would. I thought he was going trivia. Yeah, I for sure thought he'd pick trivia because that's what, it seems like that's what people are liking, so I guess I just didn't have it ready this week. You are unprepared in your 20... 20- <laughs> My heart will no, it's be all good. It. it will literally... No, it's all good. Literally, by the time Shane's done with the two trivia questions, I'll be ready to go. Cool. Two lyrics spoken. I'm not doing trivia. That's what I meant. You can edit that shit out. <laughs> okay. Jeff was all flustered from that 30 below windshield yeah, temperature. Yeah, that, w- that windshield temperature. I like windshield instead of wind chill. I do too. It sounds more Midwesterny, you know, hot dish and shit. We talked about that last week on the Super Bowl episode. <laughs> yes, we did, and nobody knows what it is. Tommy's like, uh, I haven't heard the Super Bowl episode yet. It comes out tomorrow. <laughs> it comes out tomorrow. <laughs> Actually, it's out right now. It's one twenty-eight in the morning. You ready for lyric number one, sir? Yeah. Lyric number one. Spoken lyric. Do you bury me? When I'm gone, till it uh, disappear. Do you? <laughs> he didn't even finish the sentence, and he didn't already even had let it. me finish. <laughs> Fucking sharp. <laughs> Do you it. bury me when I'm gone? Do you teach me while I'm here? He didn't even need it. Didn't even need it. Very good. Well, let's see if he gets. Let, let's see if he can get two for two with this name that lyric. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, you no. know, I definitely just jinxed myself. You're a big talker, man. Here comes a hard song. I just, I can sense it. Let's hear it, Jeff. Sweet, lovely death, just waiting for your breath. The sweet, per- the last Come. caress. <laughs> I thought you were giving him a song. Oh, 
I didn't. I didn't know that. That's. <laughs> You, you told me to go after I had already told you to do the two lyric lines first because I literally, I literally said do the two lyric lines and you said alright go ahead so I thought you wanted me to do the second one no that's not what I meant I thought you were going to dial up the first audio track oh yeah I kind of thought when I had said let's do the two lyrics first that we were going to do those first but that's alright sorry bro <laughs> why would you do what you say that's crazy I I know it's, it's just that like makes no sense. It's just like my students when I say, "Hey, there's a stop sign. Stop." Okay, you mean go? Cool. <laughs> so to clarify, I, I was so frazzled and confused when you said that I didn't even hear Tommy's answer. Did he get it? He, yeah, he, oh, yeah, he got it before I even finished it. Just waiting for your breath. Come, sweet death. One last code. He, he was using <laughs> chorus lyrics, but. <laughs> Yeah, you know. I'll take the line. I'm still frazzled from the come and recom that I'm just not focused anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. That just throws everything off. When you start this talking. This has been that, a hell of a chat. Uh, all that come talk. When you start talking that, that some yes. toilet talk is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that dirty toilet talk. All right, here we go. We're going we're gonna to play a couple tracks here, and we're going to see how good you really do. All right, you ready for this? Yeah. Atlas. Jesus Christ. Boom. That was quick. That was fast, man. Well, that's good because this next one is going to be a little bit tougher. You ready, Tommy? Yeah. Where the wild things are. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I think this guy might take the cake for this. This is... What was our? Uh, there was one guy that was absurdly fast too. He was from Big Lake, Minnesota. And oh yeah, that's I right. I specifically remember. I was like, shit, this guy's giving me a run for my money. Jordan, that's it. Jordan from Big Lake. Man, Shane, you take the tribute band thing seriously. You're just like Lars, being able to pull out cities and names right out right out of nowhere. It's funny because we just talked about that in our last episode, too. We just talked about that on the Super Bowl episode. It's like a little plea to Shane. All right. Well, let's see if you can keep your streak up. We've got one more song for you, Tommy. And after you do that, I'm giving him a song since you stole my lyric, Thunder Jeffrey. Absolutely. Hell yeah. And it's a hard fucking song. I sure hope it is. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. He's going to be like, all right, name that lyric line. So fucking what? <laughs> <laughs> Shane, I swear, if you hit play and I just hear, we have done that before. We have done that, yes. <laughs> You've probably heard it. Oh, right, yeah. Here we go. Leper. Yeah, that was, yep. He's <laughs> He takes the cake, man. That was fast. That. All right, bonus track number whatever we're on. Ready, Tommy? Yes. This is tough. Ready? Okay. All right, here we go. Oh, Purify? Wait, let me... Yeah, Purify, right? No. Final answer?
See, I call myself a self-anger fan. Uh, say an anger fan. Yeah. One more time. Here we go. I know what it is. Shoot me again. Ooh. You should phone a friend. His first guess was purify. His second guess was shoot me again. Do we want to give him a third option on his bonus shortest straw song? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Tommy, you were doing so well, I man. I thought you were going to have a perfect so game. Many, so, I can tell you plenty of ones that it isn't. Um, it's surprising that he get, gets where the wild things are immediately, but then has a I tough know. time with this it's, one. There's certain St. Anger songs. It's tough for me to... like Because so, some songs that I don't know immediately, I could just run through really fast in my head. But some sometimes you get that totally section understand. of that one song, and then you you get to the end of it, and you go, "Okay, what's next?" I don't know. <laughs> it's my world. My Suck world. Up. I fully forgot about my world just now. Not only do I not, dude. How do you forget so. about the best track on that record? For the record, that's my favorite tune on that whole experience. That's fair. That's a badass track. I'm impressed, man. You, I thought you were going to bat a thousand. I thought you'd have a perfect game. When we have you back in season 57, we'll talk about my world all over again, Tommy. Yeah. You redeem yourself. All right. Nicely done, man. Very impressed. Nicely done with Dream No More. Thank you. This is this is going to be a fun one to edit with all those <laughs> Newstead solos and banters and closing out with spit. Jeff, can you make me a Freight Ends of Sanity unplugged track? No, I can't, unfortunately. <laughs> That's going to be tough to come up with. I mean, I could record one, but I don't know how authentic it's going to be. Tommy, we've had fun, man. Everything from the COVID vaccines to blood, urine, how cool my apocalypse is. We've covered it all, gentlemen. I am I'm thoroughly impressed with this conversation. Likewise, it's been a pleasure. And he even threw some St. Anger in his set, so I'm good. Oh, yeah. And no bread fan. Yeah. <laughs> I And like no Jeff's, stone cold. Part of me wanted... <laughs> Jeff's ultimate dream. Part of me wanted to open and close with bread fan. Just, <laughs> just, just, just to Jeff see what Jeff really would left do. the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> when we have you back... We got to have you back, Tom, because we got much more to talk about, including that siren that I think is going by your house right now. Oh, yeah. I live right on San Vicente Boulevard, uh, which is a pretty yeah, major street California. to multiple hospitals. So we get lots of sirens here. It's just job security for your nursing career. Sirens are the are the sound of cash, right? Yeah. I'll just run right behind them and, and just sketch on like a skateboard. <laughs> Take me to work, boys. <laughs> Very cool. Tommy, thanks again for being a guest on Podcast for All. You can come on. Anyone can come on and drive the show in podcastforall at gmail.com. Hit us up. Tell Jeff how much you're a St. Anger fan and how much opening with bread fan just makes him so excited. And how great my apocalypse is. That tooth. Yes, all of it. Thank you for the reminder. (laughs) And Voting for All opens up tomorrow. Load versus reload. I'm thinking this is going to be closer than I thought the pulling teeth and Orion thing ended up. Do you agree? 
I think it's definitely going to be a little bit closer. I my prediction, like I said earlier, is that Lode will win, but I think, so. I think it. I think it's going to be close. And remember, close. people, we're not talking about what album you like better. It's what album cover. Just so everybody is clear. Artwork only, where it's straight up yep, semen is, versus urine. Yep, music and personal feelings about either album aside, it's strictly artwork here. I love it. We will uh, see you next week. There you have it. Thanks again, Tommy. Season 3, Episode 7. Keep in touch. And uh, maybe I'll see you in L.A. soon. Yeah, for sure. See you later, Tommy. All right, man. Take care. Later, guys.
us by the light of golden treasure. How could he know this new dawn's light would change his life forever? How can I be lost if I've got no Actually, um, Great A. Seaman. 